Hey there, community, and welcome to the Providence Podcast. I'm Sister Leslie, and I'm so glad you're here. And here we are in season two of the Providence Podcast. If you're a returning listener, thanks for sticking with us. And if you're listening for the first time, welcome to the fold. At God's Face, we have all kinds of ways to stay connected. Small groups, events, book groups, service opportunities, and ways to pray together. You can keep up with what's going on by visiting our website, godspacecommunity.com, and signing up for our weekly newsletter. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We hope you feel at home and comfortable and that you find your place here in community. At Godspace, you can come as you are. You belong here. And now we'll get started with our scripture reflection. A reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once to your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, for they have become depraved. They have soon turned aside from the way I pointed out to them, making for themselves a molten calf and worshiping it, sacrificing to it, and crying out, This is your God, O Israel who brought you out of the land of Egypt. I see how stiff-necked this people is, continued the Lord to Moses. Let me alone then, that my wrath may blaze up to consume them. Then I will make of you a great nation. But Moses implored the Lord, his God, saying, Why, O God, Should your wrath blaze up against your own people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, with such great power and with so strong a hand? Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and how you swore to them by your own self, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. And all this land that I promised, I will give your descendants as their perpetual heritage. So the Lord relented in the punishment God had threatened to inflict on the people. The word of the Lord. have to admit, I have a little struggle with the first reading from Exodus. What is it really saying about God? And what happens when people pray to God? Let me back up for a second. So the Israelites left the land of Egypt and are now wandering in the desert. And clearly, they don't know how to act. They're worshiping idols and doing everything God told them not to do. As a result, God wants to punish them 
Well, I mean, destroy them, really. But Moses, quote, implores the Lord, and God relents. And this is where I struggle. The reading makes it seem like God wants to destroy people, and Moses changes God's mind. First of all, I don't believe in a punishing God. And second of all, I don't know that the purpose of prayer is to change God's mind. For Moses or for us. So what is the purpose of prayer? Can it change God's mind? Like if something bad could happen, like a flight is delayed and it could get canceled, can we pray to change the outcome? Or in a more serious example, if a loved one is sick, can our prayer make them well? A yes to these questions strikes me as a little problematic. If a flight gets canceled anyway, or a loved one doesn't get well or even gets sicker, does that mean I didn't pray hard enough? Or does it mean that God didn't want to answer my prayer? If I believe that I have to pray in a certain way to make God listen, or that my behavior affects how God loves me or other people, or how God responds, what does that say about God? And also, who's in control, me or God? And what does that mean about my relationship with God? So what does prayer do? That's kind of a big question. And as you can see, I don't have a ready answer, just more questions. But I wonder if our other readings for today might have something to tell us. In our second reading, Paul talks about his own faith journey. He describes himself as having been a blasphemer and a persecutor and arrogant. Despite all that, Christ treated him with mercy and grace. Early in his life, Paul didn't know how to act either, but Christ sought him out and extended mercy to him. Paul says, Indeed, the grace of our Lord has been abundant, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Paul was ignorant and unbelieving, so he didn't even ask for help. He didn't even know how to pray for it. But that's the thing about grace. It's often unasked for, a pure gift from God. Our gospel from Luke, too, is about grace and mercy. Apparently, the Pharisees and scribes were complaining about Jesus' habit of hanging out with the 'er ne'er-do-wells, the tax collectors and sinners. Jesus responds to their complaint by telling them three parables about lost things. A sheep, a coin, and a son. Each of these stories has its own wisdom, but they all involve losing something and rejoicing once it's found. The coin is an inanimate object, but it's important to the livelihood of the woman who loses and finds it. And the poor dumb sheep that gets lost, well, in a way it deserves what it gets, 
since it's the one that wandered off in the first place. If you really think about it, a shepherd who leaves 99 sheep alone to pursue the one that wandered off is a pretty terrible shepherd. How irresponsible is it to leave all the rest of your sheep alone to go and get the dumb one? It sounds ridiculous, but sometimes that's what grace looks like. And the son who leaves his family to intentionally ruin his own life, well, he rehearses a little speech on the way home, but he's not even sorry. He's just hungry and out of money. Even so, his father gives him a warm, generous, over-the-top welcome when he returns, sorry or not. In the context of these readings, the Israelites in the first reading make a lot more sense to me. They're just a bunch of lost sheep. They may be annoying, but still, they're just lost. I don't think God ever wants to destroy the lost. In fact, as we see over and over, God always comes to get the lost ones. Paul, the subjects of the parables, the sinners Jesus hangs out with. God wants to find them. And really, that's good news for us, too. I don't know about you, but I do have a tendency to wander off, literally sometimes, and definitely figuratively. I want to live a good and faithful life, but for whatever reason, I sometimes move away from that goal. I make mistakes. I get lazy. And somehow God always comes to find me. Sometimes I pray for God to find me. And other times God just does that on God's own without me even realizing I've wandered off again. When it comes to the Israelites, maybe it seems like God wants to punish them, but I think Moses knows better. As Moses prays for his own people, I'm guessing he begins to feel less annoyed and much more compassionate toward them. Prayer changes Moses. His conversation with God shows Moses how much he cares about his own people and how much he's willing to do for them. Praying to God helps Moses to remember the covenant God made. And maybe it gives Moses the strength to keep moving forward, even with these annoying, idolatrous people. Prayer helps Moses to remember God's love in the past and to experience God's love in the present moment. Does prayer ever do that for you? Help you remember God's love in the past and to experience God's love in the present moment? Does prayer make you more compassionate, thoughtful, understanding of other people and their weirdness and misguided motivations? It does that for me. When I truly open myself Prayer reminds me of how often God has come to find me when I've wandered off. It reminds me of God's love and care. It reminds me of God's promise to walk closely with me 
no matter where I'm going, even and especially when I have no idea where I'm going. I don't know if prayer changes God's mind. I can't presume to know the mind and heart of God. And God can do whatever God wants without limit, right? However, I know that prayer does change my mind. It changes my heart, too. It reminds me of God's grace and mercy, unasked for, but abundantly given. And it makes me extend grace a little more freely, too. And now let's continue our reflection. How have you experienced prayer in your own life? Have you ever felt lost and then found? What was that like? Have you ever experienced grace and mercy that you didn't ask for? What was that like? What was God like? And what would you like to pray for right now? Let's just take a moment and pray together.
Thanks for listening to the Providence Podcast. I hope you continue to connect with God's space and, of course, the Sisters of Divine Providence of Kentucky. As you enter this week, may you notice all the ways that God cares for you. And may we all take good care of each other. Peace. Thank you.